Hello, I'm Bruce Sinclair and welcome to this podcast during which I'll share with you reading, reflection and prayer. Please do keep in touch with us and visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Jordan Hill Parish Church or through the website www.jordanhillparishchurch.org.uk This reading is taken from John chapter 11, reading from verse 1 to 45. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Martha, and Mary. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill, so the sisters sent a message to Jesus, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. Rather, it is for God's glory, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now trying to stone you, and you are going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Those who walk during the day do not stumble, because they see the light of this world. But those who walk at night stumble, because the light is not in them. After saying this, he told them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep but I am going there to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will be all right. Jesus, however, had been speaking about his death, but they thought he was referring merely to sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. For your sake I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, while Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you have been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. When she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, 
but was still at the place where Martha had met him. The Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary get up quickly and go out. They followed her because they thought that she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed, in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him? But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it, and Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead for four days. And Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried, and with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary, had seen what Jesus did and believed in him. So how is lockdown going for you? How tidy is your office or cupboards? Have you decluttered the garage or garden shed? How about painting the bathroom or defrosting the freezer? Or has it not quite reached that point yet? Never has there been such a monumental decision taken but to send a whole country into lockdown this week. One of the most noticeable effects of lockdown has been the quietness. There is an eerie quietness on our roads and streets, with fewer cars and buses, fewer aeroplanes... The world seems a quieter and slower place. Undoubtedly this will be helping our environmental footprint, with some suggesting that it may even contribute to healing the environmental damage to the ozone layer. Healing and a new way of living are very much themes that emanate from our Gospel reading today. John treats us to that multi-layered and challenging story of the death of Lazarus. He is obviously a great friend of Jesus, and yet never speaks, and is never described, and is outshone by his two sisters, Martha and Mary, yet is hospitable to the itinerant preaching carpenter from Nazareth on several occasions. To all intents and purposes he seems a nobody except to his sisters and to Jesus, who all love him dearly. 
a message is sent to Jesus, who is preaching and teaching in another place, that his dear friend is ill. Yet Jesus seems unperturbed by this, and delays his journey by two days. In Jesus' response, he is almost off-hand with the news, and seems confident already that Lazarus will be okay. And Jesus eventually arrives in Bethany, and it seems he is too late. Lazarus is already buried and in a tomb. Martha is commanded to roll away the stone from the tomb, which she is understandably quite reluctant to do. Lazarus has lain there for four days already. She moves the stone away, and with Jesus' command, Lazarus comes out of the rough-hewn cave with his hands and feet still bound with cloth. And Jesus tells them to unbind him and let him go. The curious and well-known tale has many different layers in it, all deserving to be explored, but it is the last words and actions that perhaps strike home to us today. Jesus tells people to unbind Lazarus and let him go. It's not Jesus who unbinds him to let him finally free, but the people following Jesus' commands. We don't know exactly who Jesus was talking to, but they must have been dedicated followers to follow that particular command and perhaps possessed a stern constitution to put up with the stench of a four-day-old body. Here we have an unnamed person or group of people who follow Jesus' command and set about releasing Lazarus to live life to the full again. How often has the simplest gesture the anonymous act of generosity, the quiet, persistent voice of hope brought about the greatest of change. When lives are hurting, when lives are confused or tired or worn, when we feel hemmed in, when there seems more restrictions than freedoms, when uncertainty lingers on the horizon, can we be the quiet, persistent voice of hope? Today we find ourselves bound up in a challenging way of living, bound to each other through a shared experience of restriction. We long for healing and to glimpse a sense of freedom beyond free from fear of illness, free from the grasp of restriction. On Thursday evening, it was appreciated by many to hear of communities leaning out of the windows and doorways and on our streets to support and applaud all those in the NHS who hold us in the most hard of times. The next gesture, though, is surely now to actively call for adequate support, resources, protective personal equipment, more bed spaces and better funding to make healing and safety a possibility. To unbind the hands that heal us from the worry of equipment and cost is surely healing in itself. What is it that we need unbound from? What is it that holds us back? What do we need to let go what fears and tensions have grown in us these past few days that we need to be released from so that we can learn to live in this new present time. Jesus brought together a vision of how old bones and tired limbs could be given fresh life. 
this past week has energised communities and faith communities to work together to support, heal, to bring life and hope to a challenging time for all. However flawed we all are, however dark things might feel, God is not done with us yet and is working from the inside out, healing, restoring faith and breathing new life into us all. be difficult to leave a story like Lazarus without a couple of questions for reflection. Why do you think Jesus paused before going to Bethany? Which part of this story do you find most challenging? What people or places or situations in the world need unbound from whatever restricts them? Take these questions with you and think on them over the next couple of days. Why do you think Jesus paused before going to Bethany? Which part of this story do you find the most challenging? What people or places or situations in the world need unbound or perhaps released from whatever restricts them? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give thanks for every new day and all the opportunities that it brings for us. In the midst of challenge and change, we give thanks that you journey with us. We know all too well that for some people, they long for a bright new day, one that doesn't contain conflict or pain or isolation. Holy God, breathe your life into the world. Breathe responsible caring, honesty and compassion Breathe right values and good stewardship of the earth, peace, reconciliation, vision and hope. Breathe into our communities, venture into our homes and places of work to give patience and understanding when we are sorely tested the most. O holy God, healer and comforter, breathe your life into those who find life to be tangled and contorted, who hurt from all that life has hurled at them, bring comfort and wholeness, forgiveness and your gift of peace, that in the midst of their pain you are there. In this time of quiet, we bring to you, God, those that we particularly want to pray for today. O God, let your Spirit come, sweeping through us and our world. Bring calm and clarity to those confronted by life's decisions, healing to those who are ill and pained. Breathe courage for the journey to all of us as we journey through this time together. O Holy God, breathe your life into us now as we offer you all our praise, prayers and thanks. May we continue to be your church always, out in the world. Amen. <laughs>